the Dillcast, episode 534, What in the Moose? This week, guys, we talk Control, Tactics Ogre Reborn, MechWarrior 5, and Punchy Robots, and some news. Stay tuned. Preppers. We're back. Woo! The no, worst. The worst. We uh, started. Yeah, we started. Oh shit! I've got a. There we go. <laughs> it's the for an M Reddit show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm late. Uh, Rusty. And with the three of us, you're gonna get about some amount of times worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some game. Some news. This is the first of. Third official episode of season fourteen. <laughs> See, I even messed that up. It, yeah, you did. We uh, how long was last the final game of the year, Rusty? Oh, jeez, too long. I mean, four hours and eleven minutes. If you finished that episode, you get a gold star. It was a long. <laughs> it was a long show, it's and a it was a fucking uh, show, man. It was so cramped in here. Um, used to only, you know, it's cramped enough with the three of us when you were on site, right? Oh, but thanks. Are you trying to tell me I'm a big boy? <laughs> I was saying that we're three big boys and you add four big boys in here. It's, uh, it's like 800 oh. pounds of men in here. Ooh. Three, three big guys and an average dude. Yeah. But still like we're, we're pushing, we're pushing 800 pounds there. The three of us aren't pushing 800 pounds. At least I hope yeah. we're not. No, um, yeah, we are. Well, I mean, after Christmas, maybe <laughs> we're 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 eclipsing it a little. <laughs> I guess uh, this year we hope to be combined weight of less than eight hundred pounds. I'm. I mean, I, I am, I'm just doing my part to hold down uh, the crust of the earth. That's it. <laughs> I mean, the exercise God's willing, but. Uh, I don't exercise, so exercise. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that's that, that's the like, thing you do to demons, right? I possibly, yeah. I I fell off the wagon hard in this last week. I had so much going on work wise, like I had to take uh, help coordinate taking people out, right? I had to, uh, which meant I was not going to eat on diet, which meant that I was going to uh, be out like sixteen hours a day. And me being somewhat of an introvert in certain situations and having to be an extrovert in others meant that I had to, like, push my boundaries quite a bit for long periods of time. Whereas right now, working from home, I can do that in little bursts, uh, which also meant, I mean, I ate a lot of good food. I took them to good places. But, um, yeah, there was that. And then made taquitos for the D&D crew Friday. Um, that was another cheat meal. And then last night, my buddy James had his 45th birthday. We went out, well, went out for sushi and beer. I didn't eat any sushi because I don't really like sushi. I ate some kind of spicy noodle thing. But that was more, you know, double a day's calories right there as well. So, and I haven't had any chance to work out. So it's been a, it's been a week. My, uh, my social, my social batteries like completely drained this week. Like this next week, not doing shit. Shit, I was trying to do that this weekend, and that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, just everybody wanted a piece of the old Rusty? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I couldn't get away from uh, as soon as I try to get get away. You fuckers are like, hey, let's do this shit. Like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, next weekend I have, you know, I have family stuff to do next weekend. So, like, that's another weekend that I don't have to myself. But the weekend after that, I think, is a, besides game night, a full me weekend, finally. And about the first one in, like, two and a half months. So, I'm very, I might even take an extra day because I freaking need it, man. I need a vacation from my normal life. But, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with like I'm okay with working if I could just plan vacation days for days that nobody fucks with me just leave me the fuck alone uh I would go to a completely different location well just I'm, to be left the fuck alone right now part That'd of it too right. is just the added stress of making sure I've got in a new role at work right a completely di- almost completely different than what I was doing the last year and a half so it's kind of learning the ropes learning helping my leadership learn the ropes right because my leadership's not new to me but they're new to this role as well so we're all learning together um all the things and stuff so i've just been working really long days which means that i've been doing a lot of comfort food gaming because that's all i can handle right now um what about you guys what have you been up to at least you got for food game (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean comfort food gaming sounds nice um we've been we've been spending this week like uh well i've had two major migraines i had two major migraines last week and and in the midst of uh getting ready for girl scout cookie season because that's right around the corner oh jeez. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't buy the eight boxes of Thin Mints that I, you know, that did last year. I technically could, but I couldn't. I mean, you could, but the problem is you'd have to share. No, I wouldn't. I mean, no, I wouldn't at all. I think I, yeah, I'm gonna... I don't know what you're talking about. I don't need to share shit. I'm going to discipline myself and not eat them, but I'm going to buy a few from your kiddos so that I can, uh, you know help the uh, women in my life that really like cookies and give them some cookies. Well, see, what I would normally do is just uh, I'd buy them and then I would take them to work as work bribes. I mean, uh, incentives. Um, <laughs> we can't call them bribes. We can't We can't let HR know. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, uh, uh, it's a way to get yourself in trouble there, bud. Oh, what? What? I didn't. I didn't say shit. You saw nothing. This is all edited <laughs> out. Uh, but no, it's it's a, it's cool. Everybody knows I can't have any cookies. Uh, you know, and they're making a point to go do things like uh, uh, go to uh, go get Timbits from uh, Tim Hortons and uh, just donut holes, basically. No, I was <laughs> but, gonna say what in the moose is that. <laughs> what the moose is that? <laughs> no, they're 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 basically just donut holes. Just you know, they're they're good donut holes. Like, but you know, that's that's the thing that they do. Um, or they'll order pizza. Uh, I've learned that uh, uh, that if we're going to um, Jimmy John's, 
and I order an unwitch, I'm going to have to order a pickle with it because the unwitch is just sadness. Um, is that just uh, like a lettuce wrap with meat in the middle? Yeah, it's a lettuce wrap with the with what they would normally put into the you know, delicious bread and in, you know into it. So you know who used to do a really good lettuce wrap and they don't do it anymore for whatever reason. So which witch you could get a a double grinder, like double meat grinder, and they'd wrap it double wrap it in lettuce with whatever sauce you wanted in it. And it was a hundred percent freaking keto. And that thing yeah, was well. delicious. Like they do how to do something with whoever taught them how to roll them leaves, like it's it's rolled tighter than a joint. Like it's <laughs> it like works. Wow. It works. It's like the perfect lettuce burrito with okay. meat in the middle. Like it's great. Okay. Well, I think maybe it's just uh I I didn't I don't get if I got a double meat or if I got the gargantuan uh in uh in the uh there's only like one or two sandwich places uh, you know within driving distance of where I work, so it's it's that's a thing. Um, yeah, you live in the the Great White North, where everything's far apart. Well, pretty much. There's there's a few things that are uh, delivery, and uh, the rest of it is Dejourner. 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 Um, Dejourner. Hey, I was thinking um, about pizza. <laughs> like I ended up eating Andalini's this week, Ooh. and our uh, which is good Midwest pizza, right? It's not like a lot of the people that came were from New York. They were like, well, it's not New York pizza, but it's good. And, yeah. uh, um, like the guy that was paying, I didn't have to pay for anything. Right. It was all on a corporate card. Right. So, Hey, there were so many people that were there. Like he had to take pictures to make sure he could justify the expense. <laughs> he just, oh, we, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, Hey, everybody smile. <laughs> He's taking a picture of this huge table. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, like he just ended up getting like six pies and throwing it on the table and just everybody steal a slice for whatever they want, which is a really good idea when you got like 20 people. Right. So kind of had a little bit of everything but those slices are pretty big too so i only get down about three um yeah but yeah, they're they're something that's pretty good we don't deal with that shit around here we just do the detroit style pizza oh cut it in little squares it's, it's well kind of like a, the old bigfoot pizza that you used to be able to get i think from what like pizza hut or something yeah it's it's a it's a deep dish style pizza but it's um you know the the crust is only on the bottom and not up the sides and you use this uh you know it's got a lot of cheese on it so you use the I'd, cheese as the crust it'll kind of get crunchy cheese in the outside i'd like to try that it seems like it's more like a pizza casserole right kind of like a pizza casserole but like you make I it mean, in a huge casserole dish essentially right well i mean the the the, the thing about it is it's a Detroit style pizza. The you know the pans that they used for it were probably you know you know used oil pans uh, from the automotive industry. <laughs> so you could, um, uh, yeah, but you could make that keto. It's um, the only thing that's really you know that's really offensive on keto about that is uh, is the sauce because they do. Add a sweetened sauce to it, which I don't know why you would sweeten the sauce. But that's just beyond yeah, that's me. my whole problem with Papa John's is a sweet sauce, right? And then the uh, the bottom crust on the pizza is it's just a crust over the bottom of the pizza or bottom of the pan. Yeah, you that's make it. like your like a some kind of crust, right? You can get some like almond flour and mozzarella and eggs and make a little crust for the bottom, and then just pile on pizza toppings and cheese and some sauce, and you got yourself keto pizza. 
basically. But I mean, at this point, I mean, all I would that's you just do a crustless pizza at that point. I mean, you're just one step. I'm off. just man, that's not a bad idea. I need to make me some crustless pizza. Yeah, just bake pizza toppings in a casserole dish and throw it in the broiler for a minute. Get some mm-hmm. crusty cheese. Yep, that's make, all you need. Make me make me hungry here. I'm sorry. Is this what I do? I'm a fat man. I just I make I uh, just, I I eat and I know things. You eat <laughs> eat and know things. Jason, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'll follow up eating and knowing things. Um, really, uh, uh, not not a whole hell of a lot. I've been uh, still mixing my time between uh control and um um uh, tactics ogre oh oh so you good segue so, into gaming are you uh yeah you fucking played games man what, what are you I playing did. uh tact are you playing tactics on steam no no i got on the switch it's a great mobile game i figured yeah you know why uh, not that I is, don't uh, do much with my Switch, so. It's an easy 100 plus hours. Like, you're going to be playing that the next. I I played it like a second job, and it took me like three weeks. Um, yeah, I, I'm I put not more hours in it than, that quickly. Yeah, I put more hours in it than a second job, like, and it still took me three weeks. So, you know. Yeah. It's good. No. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, uh, super run tactics, Ogre. I mean, sure, it's been like. 15 years since i played it but i'm not gonna it's it's a weird game so like just enjoying the experience the new version is a lot less grindy than the old version because if you need to level up like you can only level up to a certain point before you stop leveling up and you have to progress the story but you can still get items so like you'll run into areas where there's like a forest that has like 15 levels in it or something like that and that's where you quote unquote grind and then the story missions will push your levels actually fairly fast. So um, I think max level one is like 50. Um, but you can get quite a bit of materials out of those like uh, little dungeons if you need to upgrade your equipment to get it, you know, plus level gear or whatever. And it's really worth it to upgrade your gear. I think uh, it's also like every time you fight different things, right, you end up getting their cards. So that lets you kind of unlock new classes. And then don't forget that you can recruit people. And different guys in your party can recruit different things. I still, I forgot how to get the Necromancer. That was one I'm going to do next time I play that game. Um, But the, uh, like, that's a recruitable class, right? Um, I don't know. The the choices mattered in that game. The sound and art direction's good. Um, I'm sure it runs plenty fine on Switch. Um, it's, It's good overall. I'm sure that's easy for you to, like, sit on the, couch while your kids watch tv or playing games or whatever and just like you goof off said you almost said sit on the shitter you almost i mean I, well you could I, i'm not oh. gonna lie and say that that hasn't happened <laughs> almost <laughs> like you know any anybody out there who is a parent knows you you have a very little time to yourself and so you capitalize what time to yourself you can get if that means 
spending an extra 10 minutes on the shitter, you spend that extra 10 minutes on the shitter. Yeah, whatever's clever, right? <laughs> in the fucking bathroom as as a sanctuary just for some peace. It is the it is a huh? temple of Jason. It is. I mean, they don't call it the throne for nothing. Oof. Damn. Yeah, I uh, wow. fortunately don't run into that issue very often. Um because that can always hide from other people at my house. Right. I, oh. Out of this group, I have the most amount of isolation from others. Thanks. For, thanks for reminding me about my uh, my current situation. I mean, it's not too bad. No, uh, you like your roommate. It's one yeah. of your best friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, right on. Well, um, Death Control, are you playing that on PC? Yes, that I am playing on Steam. Oh, yeah. You bought that during the Steam sale, didn't you? I did. It's it's I think the Steam version's the complete edition, so it has everything right. Yep. Did you how far have you like about how many hours do you think you've gotten into it? This point uh about eight total. Um I just uh um of course the first uh first couple actual levels i kind of died quite a bit till i got the hang of it but um dodge is really uh, overpowered in that there's lots of yeah i didn't have that many issues with that game i know some people had issues with the combat the thing that i didn't do a lot of was the what do you call it the trials so there'll be a point where you unlock and it'll become pretty apparent that they're trials um I didn't waste a lot of time with that because the combat wasn't the best part of that game. It was the story and how everything unraveled. Uh, so for me, um, I played that a little bit and I ended up, I'll see how many hours that I ended up putting in this control. Well, show me. Um, I think I put four hours in it. And I got stuck on uh, one of the first like really big puzzles you hit for, for a bit. Took me, took me a, couple goes to figure it out but uh i just uh uh met her brother so no i didn't even put 40 hours in it i put i beat the game did that for a little bit and i put 26 and a half hours in it so Uh, yeah i'm sure if you just like straight played the game i did all the side quests it's just i didn't do the optional like never-ending content at the end which is all combat based um i did a little bit and i was like I'm pretty leveled up. I've got everything I need to do level up these weapons. I got the weapons I like. I'm good. Like for me it was basically the sniper the sniper variant of your gun. You've got a shotgun variant and a pistol variant. And I handled most everything with the shotgun and the pistol and occasionally I get the sniper if I had things that really needed to be sniped because they were really dangerous. But that and the uh yeah, the most one power of... you get like pretty early on, and you can make really powerful is the force throw, like the force, like you pick up shit and throw it at things. That's really powerful. I guess like, exceptionally powerful towards the end. Like I wasn't blocking anything; I just dodge shit, pick up shit, throw shit, and then at a certain point, I was throwing them too at each other. Like you run into those guys that float around and blow up. Um, just yep. throw those at other people. You throwing dudes at dude. I... I started saying most situations so far where I could use the sniper variant, I've found uh, just picking shit up and throwing it's just as effective. 
Yeah, I. But I really like the story in that game. I think Trent has some issues but, with a little bit of the acting, but I overall, like, I think that falls into probably one of my top ten games of all time. And I'm sad that I put it off for so long. It's great. I told you to play it. Nobody ever fucking listens. Like, to and if me. I think about narrative too, like it's probably my top three for narrative. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, I mean, narrative wise, it's almost like uh, it's like it's almost like Alan Wake was just like their initial like draft trial run. Alan Wake, and then great. with Control, it's just it's fully loaded. I think the presentation on Alan Wake is a little bit better with the episode stuff, but Control just. All, all in all, like is just a more cohesive story. I can't read that, Rusty. Oh, <laughs> what is that from? Oh, that's from that that poster, huh? You have yet to find a frame. Oh yeah, so I, I bought a lot of for everybody's Christmas. I bought all of these. Like I oh, didn't talk about that. Yeah, I bought these like things to hang on your wall. So like I got that which ended up coming from China. I didn't know it came from China, Rusty, so that's my bad. Okay. Um, but it's printed on, like, a different kind of paper. Yeah, it is. It's It looks it, very brown. It is. A, it's It's almost, yeah, it's kind of like a scroll paper, but it's 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 a heavier paper, uh, but it is brown. Um, and, whoever, and considering the, uh, what's on it, this is the, uh, um, it is a print of uh Ark Survival Evolved the Wyvern. Yeah. Uh from the uh from the diaries that you find in Ark. So that's actually pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I mean I might as well go ahead and plug it. It's like Fenric something or other on Etsy. He does uh um not a big fan of the Chinese you ever met. Citizens. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Whoever the guy is that does all this stuff like has some pretty unique things that he prints on that. Um, for artwork, and I've got some Elden Ring stuff up in my hallway. Um, that he did, and then I got John one that was Buffy, but it looks like old, like seventies comic book art. And I don't know how much of it's a, original or not, but like whatever he, wherever he's getting the images, or if he's making some of this on his own, like it looks really cool. It just takes like three weeks to get to you. <laughs> yeah, I ordered it on like December tenth, and I think you got it sometime in January. <laughs> yeah, but. I do actually have a, um, you have to get a special, uh, fucking, you know, size for these, uh, uh, for these prints. Offline, I'll tell you what the size is. It's like A10 or something like that. And you yeah, can, you I can think, find the frames on Amazon. Yeah. I think I've, I've got one on order or it's, it's, I think it's actually had arrived with a, one of, uh, with my last package. So I just have to open it up. But yeah, I started framing all these, uh, like around Christmas, I bought people, mostly things to hang and then t-shirts for people. And then I bought myself things to hang. Like I found some Dark Souls 3 art that that guy had. I found some watercolors on Etsy that was Elite Dangerous Ships. And I found uh, um, the Normandy was another wallet watercolor I found on Etsy that looks amazing. It was printed on some heavy white paper. I just got to factor in that Every time I buy one of these, I also need to factor in a, the price of a frame. Because the right. print, usually like, yeah, th these people usually do sales, but like they're usually, uh, you know, around 40 bucks or something like that. And around Christmas, I was getting these for like 20 bucks a pop. 
um, which is why I ordered a fair amount of them. Then I forgot. Oh yeah, frames. Fuck. Yeah, the um, frames aren't the frames aren't that bad. And honestly, you know, that allowing people to choose the frame that they want is long as they know what size to buy. You know, it's it's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, I know. Uh, like Trent's wife, I got her one that was uh, what's his face from Jurassic Park. I'm holding a baby T-Rex. He uh, and Malcolm. Yeah. It's holding him holding a baby T-Rex dressed in like a Jesus robe. It was really yeah. fucking tacky, but it looked great. He put it in a expensive-ass frame that he got from the gallery. Oh, wow. The yeah. frame he put it in is probably like a $200 frame. But <laughs> 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 hanging in his yeah. living room, he thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, I was getting like, because I have some like poster-sized stuff up. And I realized that the frames for those are pretty expensive. Um, like the 20, 24 by 36 frames are like 40 bucks a piece for a decent frame mm-hmm. and and on up. So I'm going to stop getting stuff that size so I can get more things but smaller size. Because it's I ordered a five pack for like freaking 160 bucks to frame yeah. up the stuff that I have. And yeah, I'm just going to stay away from that size so I can put more stuff in the wall. My thing. My thing is, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably, I've been on the fence about it, but I'm probably going to go ahead and just uh, pull the trigger on the displayed stuff. Um, I like I, them in spots. I got some in the like. Obviously, you haven't been here in like eight months, mm-hmm. but like I put some up in the kitchen, some displays. And the displays. So talk about nerd culture. You really the magnets they have only really work on a flat wall. You need to get some rare earth magnets that screw in. And get yourself some wall anchors and hang them up that way. It works way okay. better. The my, All my displays fall off the wall. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, they don't break unless it was falling from a, from a great height. Like, it'd probably damage it or scuff it. But I got some a pack of rare earth magnets for, like, 12 bucks that have, like, two screw holes. And I put anchors in them, right? And right. just to put one of those, they each say they'll hold up to, like, 30 pounds. And right. you snap that display on it. You just need one. And it just stays <laughs> like, well, yeah, it almost bends pulling it off the wall, off the you magnet. Have to worry about, you have to worry about like earthquakes and shit down there. Uh, I don't have to deal with any of that shit. Up well, here, so. but like, it's not even, it didn't even take that much for the, it's the backing, right? It's a sticker with a big magnet and the magnet holds all right. The sticker part doesn't. And unless you have perfectly flat walls. Like it doesn't work. I've like literally replaced all of the magnets that I got from Displate with those rare earth magnets. Oh wow. Okay. Well, because they all fell off the wall. Like you close the I door mean, and the damn thing, the sticker would fall off. And I did all the shit of like you're supposed to prime it by wiping it down with like rubbing alcohol and all that shit and letting it dry. And it, it's an uneven sticker, right? It's on a. I've got textured walls. Oh, you, oh well, you you have textured walls. I do not have that problem, and. The reason why I was thinking about displates is um, my current situation. If you can see in my background, the uh, you can't uh, listeners can't see it, but uh, but I have these uh, sound blankets up as the only sound editing that I can do in my studio. Well, you can get those uh, those reverse magnets, you know, and be able to just you know tack them into these uh, these here and be able to hang them in the wall. And that would, you know, give uh, give this a little bit of weight. It wouldn't completely deaden or, you know, remove the deadening that it comes from. Uh, 
comes from here, and I'd like to have something in my background. Well, I so, mean, I those rare earth magnets are so strong. Like, I need to re. Rip, this is some like adult ass shit, but you know, like fireplaces, right? Like, are a big leak point for your house. So, like, the living room would always get cold. I replaced all the windows and still getting cold. I was like, where is it coming from, right? So, I just started walking around. It's like, my fireplace is cold as shit. And even with it closed, it's not sealed, right? So, I need to replace the whole front of that with something which is probably fairly expensive, right? Mm -hmm. um, and instead of doing that, I just took a heavy blanket and then used those rare earth magnets and just tacked it on the outside of my fireplace so it seals up um, during the winter. Right. And then probably during the summer, I'll figure out something different so it doesn't look tacky. But like the rare earth magnets, like, are fucking strong. Yeah, I just got two of them. It. I got two of them on there, and it's like sucked it to the damn. <laughs> and it's a right. thick blanket, you know. I figure if I had, uh, if I had the rare earth magnets and something, you know, you know, on the back side of these, you know, I'd still be able to stick those displays up there, and they'd still, you know, I'd be able to arrange them the way that I want to. Uh, and I have enough of the anchors above uh you know where the uh up there i have a you know enough anchoring at the top of my uh blankets to be able to hold all that extra weight so well if offline if you want to i can find my order for the magnets and i'll show you which ones i got they weren't that expensive yes. and they work exceptionally well because they have little spots to put you know wall anchors in them yes um and they're reinforced too. It's not just the rare earth magnet; like it's got a little metal housing around it too, so keep it from getting broke. But yeah, I definitely would like that because there's, you know, I want something on the back uh, on my walls, and uh, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to recover from the whole. It's taken me this fucking long, but it's taken, you know, but I'm starting to actually recover from the the, the whole uh, not having a job thing. So, um. You have financially so recovered from this. Huh? They said you have financially recovered from this. Well, I guess. Uh but it's it's I've I'm now getting to the point where I can have uh uh have fun again. So I can I can afford some extra shit. Like uh during the uh uh during the recording, uh there was uh there was a big fight about certain tactical games that was uh a, not a fight, discussion. A, we had a discussion about uh, certain tactical games uh, being in our top ten. Uh, one of them being, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Symphony of War? Oh yeah, that game's excellent. And then, uh, then there was uh, Midnight Suns. Both are excellent. Both very so, different. So, I started Symphony of War, and I got about maybe an hour into it. Uh, it's going to take me a whole separate mindset to actually get into that game. I think, um, I was not expecting what I got. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, can say that, you know, it is super Nintendo graphics. Almost. I'd say, yeah, not that's a that pretty... I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with super Nintendo graphics or even like, you know pixel graphics anymore i've i've broken myself of that kind of hatred um what i wasn't expecting was that that game being as highly recommended as it was 
I'm just trying to figure out how. And I haven't gotten to the point where I can actually do any customization. So I think that's I think that's probably where the you know the big issue is. Yeah, um, it's uh an hour in, I put almost fifty hours in it and probably yeah. could have put more. Where you're it's got a it's a slow burn because you start off with really basic units, like exceptionally basic units. But you get to like that game's all about managing a, an army, right? So like you'll add a cavalry unit, and then you'll add a healer, and then you'll add uh, you know an archer or whatever, right? And each of those add modifiers to the unit on how it performs. Now it kind of you basically like have like an attack and defend kind of or pass, I think, like actual control of the unit. But it's you think of it kind of like playing chess, like these types of units do get better against them, and then this this type, right? Like archer archers do really good against cavalry but I'm going to need a strong front line to counter the cavalry so they don't eat my archers. So I'm going to put archers in here. I'm going to level up the archers through several battles, etc., or get specialized units, and then they become stronger. And so it's more like playing chess and matching up different things to figure it out. It's kind of like a puzzle, but I ended up liking all the random special abilities you end up getting later. And that's probably where I'm at. Uh, like I'm, I have you probably have like soldiers point. and I think maybe one mounted unit or something. It was no, no mounted unit at all. Like you just, I have, you just have I foot have, soldiers. I haven't really gotten very far at all. <laughs> you probably just have foot soldiers. This is the most generic ass unit in that game. Of foot soldiers, a fucking like a wet nurse for a fucking healer, and a goddamn like uh, 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 fucking turd with a bow. Uh, they, that they I lost all of my archers. Yeah. So, they the units themselves to grow into different units based on their experience and their alignments and stuff like that too. So after they get enough experience, you have options to open it up like a samurai or like a two handed claymore wielding guy or a pikeman or whatever it ends up being, or a healer that also does damage, which is like kind of where my group was at, or okay. ninjas or like it it does expand quite a bit. Okay, well I just need to give it some more time and then yeah. you know like I'm. I'm probably going to be more familiar and, you know, probably gravitate more towards uh, uh, the Midnight Suns. Um, it's definitely a more modern game. <laughs> right. Well, I'm probably just... I like the superheroes. The... I, I love the superhero. Like, uh, I like their abilities quite a bit. It's very uh, bombastic in its approach. Like, everything's these huge moves when you do super moves, and then you do the teammate moves, and they get, like, really over the top. Which is pretty great, no. like almost anime level. I think uh, I think there was a DLC for uh, for that that was just released that includes Deadpool. Uh, comes out um, next week. By the time we release it, it'll be out. Yeah, yeah. So I I am looking forward to uh, uh, to uh, getting that, and I think I got the uh, the deluxe edition with all the uh, like the season pass with all the fucking bullshit with that because it was on sale. Yeah, it was so, on it was on sale this week. I think for like thirty percent off or something. Yeah, so I figured, well, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and give that, uh, you know, get it. Whether or not I have time to actually play the fucking game is uh, is another thing. But, you, you know, you can play that game in 30-minute segments. Like, you could play, like, I was playing that on my lunch at work, where I would play just one of the battles, or I'd have something ready to go. Like, after I got done, you know, playing the night before, I'd set it up in a way that the next thing I had to do was a battle, so that when I got on my lunch break, I go through and play one of the battles and then go back to work kind of thing. I don't have the ability to do that. Well, so. I mean, if you're doing something around the house, like you're not committing to playing it for at least an hour is what I'm getting at. 
Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> if I could get time, that's that's the thing. That- uh, my my comfort food is Final Fantasy fourteen, and I will just uh, and I end up mindlessly playing that. You know, after being you know after coming home and being drained all fucking day, so um, it it's something that's familiar that I can turn my brain off, and I still um I feel like I've accomplished just something a, a little something. I I beat all the things that I felt like I needed to beat, and so now I'm like at a, at a loss for what I want to play. So I played a lot of an early access game called Zero Cyber, which is a very hard roguelike. I'm going to start with that. It's top down. It's kind of like uh. It's fast-paced at times, very much like uh, Hotline Miami, and it's mm-hmm. kind of done in a Super Nintendo art style. But you're a it, it the game's like kind of like Stalker, so like you have the ability to throw bolts to see anomalies, right? So you go out; it randomizes a map, and you're going out there to get supplies for your character and for your crew at home. Like you're basically a stalker. So you go out there in the world and you very slowly kind of pick your way through things, especially early on when you don't have very much, very good stuff. Like you basically sneak around everywhere and only engage in combat when you really have to. Um, But you go, you know, it'll say like, oh, you need like these things to upgrade this station at your base or you need to uh, get these recipes for this guy so that he can make this new upgrade for your stuff. And so right now it's got like a core gameplay loop like that and it's got like five or six areas that completely randomize every time you go to them. And then you go out in the world, you do the things and you come back and then you build another upgrade or something. Right. Um, Not a lot of story to it, but it's a really simple gameplay loop. And basically the way that it's a roguelike is if you die, it just basically resets you to right before the mission. You get no progress. You're just done. Those missions can be like five minutes to like, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how you play it, because there is encumbrance and there's like so much you can put on your character, right? You can get bigger bags and stuff like that. So you can hold more shit, but you go out and scavenge, you come back, but you run into like weird creatures out in the woods or out in these like structures or whatever, right? Then you run into enemies that have better weapons than you. And, but there's all sorts of crazy shit you can do to modify your weapons. Your weapons probably have like eight or nine little parts that you can optimize all the time. And you can take, the people you kill, you can take their stuff, right? And then re-kit it out and retool your stuff. So kind of like Pavlov in a way, or not Pavlov, is that Pavlov? Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov, mm. right? Kind of has that mentality, but it's not, it's single player. So you're going out in the world, you're scavenging stuff that you need for your base and for your character to be better, including food and water and all that stuff. And then just rinse and repeat. So it's a good time waster game. I, I like playing it. I've gotten to the point where I've got really decent weapons. So, to me, like, the best thing in that game is, like, a snipe, a silent sniper rifle, except for certain situations. So, like, if I'm out in an open world area, that's really great. If I'm going in a cave fighting monsters, it's a horrible thing because it's really cramped quarters. So, I'd much rather have, like, the flamethrower and the SMG in that case, which is what I usually do when I'm rocking out something like that. Or, like, you can get, like, you can get, like, a fully auto Glock. Which is also great because the ammo is really light and you can like just fire off a ridiculous amount. And it's tuned really realistically with both the damage, like there's different ammo types, the weight of the ammo, the amount of different combinations that you have with all that stuff. It's like if you want to kit out something, like it's crazy in its uh, granularity with the 
things that it does with that. Um, I don't know why you're laughing. I, uh, I, I went to go watch one of the videos for this game and I had the, I had the sound turned to maximum. So I blew out my eardrums. No. <laughs> it startled the piss out of me. Yeah, I, uh, I like the game, but it's not finished. It's, there's a lot there and I got it on the Christmas sale. Um, and I've put a fair amount of time into it. But lately, there was a DLC, and there's a new DLC coming out for... It's like the world's okayest game, right? I'm going to call it that. The world's okayest... Uh, the most okayest game that I've put the most time into is MechWarrior 5. It's just got okay. a... It's got a good core loop. I, I don't... I forgot how to check my hours in Epic. It wouldn't surprise me that over three years or two and a half years that I've put 400 hours in this game. Um... Because you've got a campaign, which the acting's horrible, right? The story's pretty inconsequential. But the mission structure's good. And then they added all these DLCs. So they added a new DLC that enabled melee combat. And they added melee variants to everything. And everything can punch. Like, without question, all mechs can punch. Unless I mean, you have, you know, you unless no it's hand. like you've got a certain kind of, like, load. Like, I think there's a couple mechs that don't have, like, one of the, one of the other arms, right? Like, I think... You got like a missile launcher on your arm and no fist. That's not going to let you punch. But like if, you know, you got a fist, you can punch shit. Um, the punching does incredibly devastating damage. Um, I have uh, also have a hatchet man, which is a, I think a medium or a light mech mm -hmm. that hits like a fucking truck. So, for example, like if you've played Battletech. The damage is different, right? So, so to give an example, like a media, a large laser does like ten damage, right? Which mm -hmm. you're not going to fit on a lot. Of, you can fit maybe one of those on a light mech. Well, this hatchet man's hatchet does forty five damage, and you can swing it about six times a minute. So if you can line up and hit something in the head, like you can one shot shit with this light mech. Now, granted, getting in that close with a light mech means you're going to you're you're going to erase your face. Unless you get supporting yeah. mechs to draw their fire, but you can sneak up behind shit and just execute with it. Um, and it's been really fun. Um, I've just been going around with my fucking, like, there's axes, there's hammers, there's katanas, there's maces, there's claws, like, there's all sorts of shit. Like, I have a centurion with a set of claws, and you can backstab with the claws, and it's ridiculous. Um, not to mention, like, without even mods, like, I'm not even playing it with any kind of mods right now. You can. There's a lot of mods for MechWarrior 5. But without mods, they've added all sorts of different weapon variants. So I've got, like, chem lasers, short burst lasers, gauss rivals, heavy rifles, which is like a really primitive version of a gauss, basically with a lot of drop, but does more damage. And it's lighter. Just, you can shoot, like, six times a minute. It's like a 10-second reload. Um... But, like, there's just so many different things. Like, they got the LBXs, right? The slugs and the spread shots. So, basically, you got a shotgun. Um, like, I've got all sort... Like, all I've been doing the last two days while I'm not doing shit with people has been dicking around doing Collect-A-Mech and going through the different, like, uh, DLCs. And there's a new DLC coming out at the same time that Deadpool DLC came out, comes out. But the current DLC that I think came out last month was the Rock'em Sock'em Robots DLC. Okay. And uh, adds a whole set of missions for the Hatchet Man, but then also adds all the, like, mech variants that can use melee weapons. 
And then the next DLC will be another story. But the story based DLCs on this are pretty long. Like it'll say you're going to be gone for two years and then you go off and shoot off into the space and do things. Right. Again, it looks kind of dated. Um, it just has a high level of customization and it is kind of Pokemon and it feels that I don't have to think about it at, at all. Right. I can read through the descriptions, the missions and all that stuff. I don't I don't care about any of that stuff. But I really do like the uh, customization and I'm really like just right back in that groove. Just listening to podcasts and blowing shit up with Max. I don't know. Nice. MechWarrior 5 is like, you know, the okayest game to come out in the last several years. I mean, it really is. It's, uh, I think it's on Game Pass still. It is. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more to it if you play more. The base game is decent. The DLCs do add quite a bit to the game, though. Like, like there's a career mode in it now, so you can play it. If you remember... Uh, Battle Battletech, right? They had a career mode where you could just play career and it starts you off with a lance and then you just kind of re-outfit the lance. They've got the same thing in this. It's just like the first-person version of that same game with some differences. Um, even, I don't know a lot about, you know, MechWarrior lore or, you know, but like there's a whole new section that as you like advance in years, new weapons unlock based on the lore itself, you know? And I know right now, so right now, one of the things is you've just got the leopard and on the new DLC, um, instead of just only have, being able to have 12 mechs available, um, you're going to be able to rent out additional bays so that you can have more than 12 at the ready. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's a uh, new DLC comes out in a week. It'll probably be like $12 on sale and I'll probably pick it up because I'm playing the piss out of this. Um, it's a good game, but, uh, we're not doing a four hour cast. Do you guys want to take a break? No. Yes, please. Sure. All right, guys, we'll be back. This week, guys, we have a special treat for you. We have a track submitted by Axis featuring John from Pubcast and our very own Trent that was submitted to the Cyberpunk 2077 radio contest.
And we're back. Woo! <laughs> Rusty. I'm sorry. <laughs> the batteries just... are low. Yes, the batteries are low. I feel that. Um, So I kind of wanted to talk about, we're at the beginning of the year, right? So there's not a lot of official news. This is not going to be a four-hour show like we said earlier. But there are a few things. We talked a lot about Power Wash Simulator as a time waster when we were talking about our game of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there is a free update that's a Tomb Raider crossover for Power Wash Simulator. Yeah. Um, Laura Croft Manor. Yeah. So basically, uh, you're going to be cleaning some uh, – there's like five new five new levels. Um, so you're going to clean Croft Manor. And I imagine there's going to be some things where you uh, discover different Easter eggs and things like that. But, you know, that game is like the OCD game of the year. Like, I know that Jason seems to enjoy it quite a bit. I don't, but to each their own. I mean, Trent put like 100 hours into freaking lawn mowing simulator, uh, mowing the perfect lawns and hiring the perfect crew. I don't get these games. You guys do. Uh, this is what happens when you get old. You you it's, play jobs as video games. It's actually, I'm looking at it right now, like the outside and inside of, you know, Croft Manor. It's a weird as well as, uh, as well as all of like the uh, the training courses for uh, Laura Cross training courses, and yeah, well, not all of them, but. You know, some of the stuff that's outside. It seems like every one of those bigger projects in Power Off Simula- Simulator, f- for me, takes like an hour, an hour and a half or so of like painstakingly fucking like, you know, getting all the grime off of literally everything. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's, that seems like a pretty, pretty big project. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to do that with the power washer. Let's just nuke it from orbit. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm lazy today. I don't give a fuck. All I want to do is play video games. Well, and then well, that all video th- games resemble work. I'm not quite sure if I really want to do that either. Yeah. What, uh, Go ahead. What may or may not be news to anyone is. Uh, it was revealed this last week that Nintendo, for the fifth year in a row, has sold more Switches than any other console. Oh, they've sold more consoles than anybody has sold. Yep. It's the cheapest console, they, right? Like, they are the top-selling console. It's like 250 bucks. you can get a brand new Switch. Okay. Yeah, but if you want, like... Like a Joy-Con adapter, and like you actually want the dock, you're talking more like four hundred bucks. Yeah, but if or I've if got a ten year old, like I'm gonna get the cheap one. Or, or if you want to have like you know a pro uh, pro controller, or you know literally any game, or <laughs> right. But like an entry level Steam Deck is like three fifty is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, and then you need to buy expandable um, storage at that point. If you were to go uh, look for, I think what's really helped ourselves probably is the Switch Lite because that's solidly a one ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about Joy-Con charging or anything like that. 
But that's literally just a mobile console at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, the controllers are fixed. It's basically a big Game Boy. Yeah. Um, There's not enough on Switch for me to get one. I mean, if they release a new Metroid, I might consider it, right? But there's not enough exclusive titles for me to like it as much. I've been waiting for two years. Rusty and I bought a Switch for Breath of the Wild, and because we were promised Metroid, and Metroid hasn't happened yet. I mean, they did have that one Metroid in it, and it's kind of been teasing me. Uh, was it the... Besides uh, Metroid Dread. Yeah, Metroid Dread seems like it would be, you know, worthwhile, but we were we were promised a Prime, and that has not materialized, and probably is in development hell with a lot of all a lot of the other games that well has been teased for us. Well, on the other set of things that are not Nintendo, Microsoft had a bunch of mass layoffs. So apparently, like two hundred twenty thousand people worked for Microsoft. Yeah. And they did a ten percent cut, but that also cut people from like some of their big studios. Yeah, so three, like four three. Three four three Bethesda. Three four three and Bethesda both cut people. Yeah. The uh also like the community manager for like Elder Scrolls Online got laid off. Oh Jesus. One of the lead developers at three four three um got laid off, right? Um PR manager at Bethesda got laid off. The uh it came right after they announced their acquisition of Activision. Mm. So, mm. which Activision Blizzard? That was a sixty-nine billion um, price tag on that. But yeah, like they cut a bunch of people from Hololens, which doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Right. And then I'm trying to th- remember there was the I think it's called the Coalition, which is the people that have been doing Gears of War now. They also had some layoffs as well. But it's roughly like like ten thousand people they laid off, or or maybe even more. Um. But, yeah, they ended up laying off quite a few people, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, the writing was on the wall, though. I mean, there's a lot of big tech and big game studios that have had to lay off people. It's yeah, unfortunately just kind of the nature of the economy that we're in. Right. I know that uh, Ubisoft, I want to say, has cut down on six projects lately. Like, they didn't really take off with the uh, Battle Royale stuff or anything else. And really, they only, like, the next Assassin's Creed is supposed to be a little bit more focused, which is actually good for them. But they've been kind of making, we always call them Ubi games, right? Like, the Far Cry's and Assassin's Creed get to the point to unveil the map, clear all the random objectives, do all the things, have kind of a mediocre story with lots of, like, kind of mediocre gameplay elements with some, like, big elements that are pretty fun. Which makes those games, like, feel super grindy in a way that's not fun, right? Like, you're doing the thing to get the thing, but the thing that you're getting is an incremental upgrade or an incremental piece of the story that doesn't really help. Like, I kind of, I did like some of the stuff that was in Valhalla, like where you're going into, like, the tombs and doing some of the puzzles and stuff like that, but their games have been overbloated with stuff that's, like, mediocre, right? Like, if you go back to the first three Assassin's Creed's, the first one being kind of a mediocre game, right? Um, with a lot of the feather collective. The first one was a proof, proof of concept, let's face but it. But like two was like a movie that had an interesting story along with a game that was pretty good, right? 
Like two is their best one. And like, how long's that been? Like 13 years or something like that at this point. Yeah. Um, like they haven't come back as hard as they have because they've just been making like, they had the Assassin's Creed farm over there, just like churning out units that have not been that great. And then Far Cry for the same reason, right? I still haven't gotten through the last Far Cry. I, I uninstalled it the other day because it's just hogging 60 terabytes of space on my uh, computer. And I was like, you know what? I'm, when I get an inch to play it, I'll install it. But I don't know why I'm letting it sit here and s- steal space if I'm not playing with it, you know? Um, I mean, Far Cry's just been the same formula game since 3. Right. And that hasn't been amazing since 2 and 3, honestly, in my opinion. Um, no, there's a bit, a couple, you know, decent story bits that happen, but overall, they're basically the same game. Uh, yeah, I mean, spot. like the, the, uh, uh, the only real thing that was really different with five was the, uh, was the setting, right? They took it out of some far-flung island or or uh eastern asian country and they they plopped it right down in america with the with all the preppers and the religious fanatics and i mean we kind of write our own uh we kind of write our own situation here in america i mean we're probably one of the only countries in the world that has like a a whole prepper culture uh and the uh the the story bits that they pulled from like it's it's America right but it's kind of like um an America that's like focused on some of the more like a uh, weird shit that we do i mean 100% we're guilty of having preppers and fucking like setting traps on shit like that, right? But what the fuck? <laughs> like it's not nearly as bad as that. So the well, it's kind of like a ca- it's a it's a caricature of like right. of like people in northern Michigan. Well, it, not not necessarily just northern Michigan, but I'm I just saying, some, like there's like there's people way out. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm using that as an example because you're there. But there's, and there's a lot of, it's Michigan's even more spread out than here, right? Like you basically have like one really large city and everything else is a mid-sized or small city. Um, A lot of people like way isolated out in the woods. And yes, there are some crazies, but like America's not full of preppers and crazies, right? No, they just. Yes, yes, we are. (laughs) Out of 330 million, there's like a million people that are that nuts. Okay, but I mean, those are the loud ones. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the thing. But the the important thing here, it was a character, right? It was a funny character. It was one that we all could laugh at. Um, Being but it was, but it was the last like really different story piece. I even feel like Primal and uh, and this last one just went kind of went back to their their for their formula they had with that they started with three and they went to you know they doubled down on with m4 maybe i'll play primal right. after uh i forgot about that i have that game i got it on a steam sale for like five bucks 
I it's just sitting in my for free. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was on Epic too, wasn't it? Yeah, I got Primal for free for um Oh, it was it was something that they had fucked up. I can't remember what it was, but they gave a bunch of games out for free. Oh shit. What was that? Maybe I got that's how I got it too. It was an Ubi thing, wasn't it? Yeah, there was there was a some kind of like you know, fuck up or um I think it, it was, it was the Assassin's Creed. No, it was it was the Assassin's Creed, the broken one, the one that was in oh. Paris, and they gave out You're free games ready. because it was it was broken for so long. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I never actually owned Unity, so I don't know if that that one applied. I, I feel I like I got like some Ubi freebies because Unity was so broken you couldn't play it. You know, like oh, it just didn't run on console. It's possible. I don't know. I ended up you know getting. Uh, a couple of those games for free, and uh, well, Far Cry Primal, I think it was. Speaking of games that were broken that are now not as broken as uh, Cyber Clunk, Cyber Cyber Clunk, Cyber Clunk, uh, Cyberpunk, right. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which I actually did enjoy. Right, we all had beefy enough machines to run it and just brute force our way through a lot of the bugs and performance issues. Um, Sons of Liberty DLC's got uh, Idris Elba in it. And apparently the cost of it is the most expensive one DLC that they've ever done with CD Projekt, which doesn't necessarily translate to size, but that's supposed to come out later this year. Uh, if it's anything, if it's got the same quality that Blood and Wine did for uh, Witcher 3, like I'm pretty, pretty down to play another round of Cyberpunk with DLCs. Uh, it'd be interesting what they do, because I feel like you had less options right for upgrades that you did than you did with witcher right witcher you had like the three different styled gears that you would get right like wolf mm -hmm. and bear and uh coyote or whatever it was right uh, rabbit i don't know but you know like you had different styled gears that you'd types of gear that you'd get that you'd kind of continue to upgrade and with different pieces for those sets right and with cyberpunk right like you got kind of like weapon add-ons but you'd didn't have a huge toolkit. Like you get a fairly large toolkit, but not a huge toolkit like you could in Witcher. And mm -hmm. so I kind of wonder if they're going to like add a bunch of extra stuff that's like another level higher and expand out the tech tree a little bit longer so that you can add more points into stuff. I don't know. I'll play it again. I, I, this, it's a great looking game. Yeah, but this, the, I mean, I don't know if I really want to fucking deal with it. I mean, honestly, I, I just don't. I think it made it into our top five that year, didn't it? It did. And it was because the you know the game, the game game didn't require the shitting on that it got because of the uh, uh, because of the performance issues. It, but, it did if you had a PS4 or an Xbox One because it it's unplayable not, on those. That wasn't that wasn't the player's fault, uh, and I don't even think it was the hardware's fault. It was it was the developer for you know it was the ex exact same we could, We're in the weird part between generations, and we should tell, sell this on last gen console, and it was like. Yeah, this game isn't running on that without like rebuilding it, and well, it's going to look like shit thing. if you put it on those consoles. That that actually you know you know leads me to a point. Um, there was uh, there's a, a couple games that are coming out that are now only uh, PS5 exclusive or Xbox Series X exclusive. So uh, these you know the the time frame for having. Uh, backwards compatibility or uh, a version that runs on the previous gen console is uh, that's it's coming to an end finally and that is that's 
kind of exciting because now there's developers that are you know pushing towards uh, making games that work specifically and only with the new consoles so that gives them you know some uh some development latitude to kind of push the envelope you know do things that you know that couldn't have been done on the previous gen and stuff like that you know so that's that's cool i'm i'm all for that and it really should have actually happened by now but i understand you know getting a ps5 is well had had been until just recently pretty fucking hard to do (laughs) speaking of uh things that are just kind of interesting right when it comes to game launches so forspoken comes out on ps5 and pc next week mm-hmm. and i actually think it's better to get it on ps5 and i'll tell you why the system requirements are pretty high so for a suboptimal experience let me just tell you you get 720p 30 fps you need a ryzen 5 or an i7 um, cpu with a 5500 amd or a 1060 with 16 gigs of ram that's that's the minimum at 30 FPS, 720. Okay. For 1440, 30 FPS, it wants you to get have a Ryzen 5 or an i7 CPU with a AMD 6700 or 3070 for 1440p, 30 FPS, and 24 okay. gigs of memory. To get 4K, 60 FPS, it wants you to have a Ryzen 7 with a or an i7 with a GPU of either an RX 6800 or a 4080 for 60 FPS 4K and 32 gigs of memory. I knew it was going to be a chunky game. That's ridiculous. I think uh, I knew it was going to be a chunky game, uh, and that is just because looking at at the stuff that they've put out before, there was a lot of particle effects going on. You know, just movement it, had a lot of particle particle effects going on. If, I think it'll be, if I pick it up, I may actually get it on PS5 since it's optimized. It seems like it's really AMD optimized versus um, NVIDIA. And I wonder if it maybe just doesn't utilize DLSS the same way that other games do. No, I'm pretty sure that it, it'll... It'll it might be really bad better. Opti- it might be really bad PC optimization, too. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that it'll get, uh, get a little bit better. Um I don't know. Uh that might, you know, that's a that's a game that was on the radar. Um I I'm actually going to wa- wait to watch a few playthroughs and just see. Yeah, I if I upgrade anything, it's going to be my CPU, but I don't even know that I need to like I haven't I haven't run into a place where I've been CPU locked, you know what I mean? Like CPU gated. I've never past 60 percent on my cpu right and, I'm, and i don't I'm feel like spending 300 way, bucks for thing... you know a cpu and then having to maybe get a new motherboard right the only thing i need to do i mean eventually i'm going to need to because i've got a hardware problem with my uh with my, uh, my motherboard that's the only reason why i'd be upgrading my cpu is because uh, i just get a hardware problem um outside of that i mean i don't know and it's it's I don't know if there's any upgrades that I really want to do specifically for any kinds of games that are coming out even at the beginning of this year. Um I think we're both kind of set for this you know this generation let's wait for the you know for the next generation of cards. Those will cost at least an arm and a leg and a left nut I'm pretty sure. Um if but, Jensen Wong has his say. 
He might it'll, take both. It'll take both nuts. I mean, yeah. like I got to a point recently with the upgrade, so I was deciding what I wanted to do, and I was like, why do I always look – why do I even have two monitors in the living room, right? I've got this little like 23-inch monitor, 1080p monitor that I would sit on top of my PC, and then I'd have my 65-inch OLED, and I'd just like move a YouTube video or something like off to the side, and I can barely see it from the couch at that size anyway. And I have another TV in the house. I had my Samsung 3D TV. It still looks great, by the way. It's a, like a 48-inch TV. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to order a mount. So I got a cheat mount, like a full articulating mount. So I didn't even have to like fucking line it up. And uh, just put that on the wall next to it. So now that's my second monitor. And it's a really good-looking TV. It, it is uh, got almost as good a contrast as my OLED, which is crazy. Um, so I'm just using that as my monitor. That was my quote unquote big upgrade. I spent 30 bucks for to, to get the mount and then hang it up like small enough that I was able to hang it up by myself. But I have, a, I have a need for a television. I just need to put it right here above my, uh, my main monitor. Just put that fucker right up there, tilt it back so that when I'm leaning back and I'm playing video games, I can look up and be like, have a 50 inch fucking monitor above my fucking you know ultra wide monitor down here i think that'll do that'll do pig that'll do yeah like a game on the main one and then anything i need to see i'll put it on the other monitor but i can see or the monitor the tv right and that's big enough that i can read stuff on it from the couch so it's kind of like i don't know displays were where i made my big upgrades for the next couple of years yeah Eventually, I will get past the 1440 ultra wide, but not today. Not today. I mean, I still feel like 1440p gaming at high refresh rates is where it's at. That's that's, that's my where sweet I, spot. I do I mean, a lot of 1440 still. I do 4K with some things, but a lot of it is 1440. I don't. I don't see. I don't see very well. So <laughs> if I have corrective lenses, 1440 and 4K, it's, I don't know. I can tell the difference, but I, it's, I mean, for me, I'd much rather have the, uh, the uh, frame rate. Always have. One random thing I found too. Um, so the there's a, if you ever played the, did you guys ever play the forest? Oh no, I have, I had it downloaded at one point, but that game is legit kind of unsettling. Um, they're, uh, adding AI companions to it. So now you've got like a three-legged mutant and a, uh, a really fucked up looking dude <laughs> that can help you with, uh, your survival base, which is kind of interesting, but there'll also be co-op that's with that as well. It's called Sons of the Forest. And I don't know that we have a release date for it yet that, uh, so far, but so they so they made the game that was built to be played with other people, so that you could play by yourself. To be played with, yeah, by yourself, which gotcha. is great. I mean, sure, that's what happens when you have a uh, uh, have a game that's fucking. The forest is like not a new game. <laughs> it's a pretty good game, but it's not new. <laughs> No. Most people have moved on. <laughs> I don't know that I had much else. Jason, did you have anything? No, not really. I mean, it's pretty... Um, what do we have for games that's coming out? 
still like, still pretty thin right now. Uh, Forspoken, I know for sure next week, and then DLC for MechWarrior Five and DLC for Midnight Suns all comes out like this by the time this was released, basically. Yes. Let's see. I'm just looking over. Uh, I just thought of this, and I was like, mm, "There's yeah. um, Monster Hunter. Uh, what? Monster Hunter. Um, was it Rise? Monster Hunter Rise is coming uh, coming to the consoles, uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox, PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Yeah, so, and it's on Game Pass right now. Yeah, it's on Game Pass right now. It's good. Very good. Um, and you got a uh, Persona Four and Persona Three on Game Pass right now as well. This is the Dead Space remake is uh, also coming out at the end of this month. The actual Dead Space remake, not the Dead Space like you know spiritual successor. <laughs> um, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. There's this. This is a. Uh, you know, starting on the, on the weird time of uh, of year two. That's fine. I mean, it gives me time to catch up on shit. Honestly, I need time. I need all of the fucking time. Next, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm playing MechWarrior. <laughs> I just, I just want to play some games. All right. Well, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels: YouTube.com slash Real TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Friends and friends of the show, you got um, Picking Up the Pixels or Pupcast. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got bmfcast.com, um, nocorders.net, and tvgp.tv. They do Game Club. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.